Welcome back to Relevant, the podcast that aims to make Jesus Christ a more real and relevant part of every day. Okay, now I'm sick, but we're not going to talk about it. Okay, so (laughs) we are so excited. (laughs) We are so excited for this episode. Like, I love, I'm just so excited to see where it's going to go. Like, I don't know any of your thoughts that you've prepared and... I genuinely am so just excited to talk to you about it and we're just, yeah, it's going to be so great. It's his hands and I have to give the credit where it's due. Always. And this is a request from my, one of my best friends, Hannah Libert. And so she doesn't even know that we're doing this episode, but surprise. Um, So thanks Hannah for your input because this was shockingly so informative and yeah just like wow you know yeah I think this is an exciting one to do because usually we do kind of more theoretical names you know like what would it mean hypothetically if you know or like what is this you know messiah or whereas like his hands is something that existed in the real world and people were mm-hmm. touching at one point, which I think is just yeah, so cool. It's tangible. I'm tangible. Yeah. And within reach with, and I really like that. So I'm so already true. on the edge of my seat. Tell me, <laughs> tell me what you found. So I started by, I literally was just like, okay, so what do hands do? And I just started writing a list of like, Things that hands do, not not just Christ's hands, but just hands in general. Yeah. And just how hands are related to the scriptures. So I'll just read some of the things from my list. Hands rescue. They heal. They give blessings. They help. They serve. They act as symbols of remembrance in the temple. They communicate. They reach out. They hold, um, I love the imagery of like holding to the rod, like that's Mm. our hands that do that. Yeah. We need our hands to receive. They pass something valuable to the next generation, like the phrase, when you hand something down, I'm going (gasps) to hand this down to you. Yeah. They solidify a commitment when there's something that's like, yes, I'll do this, then you shake on it. Right? Or a little pinky promise. Don't or, don't yeah. throw the pinky under the bus. That <laughs> one's essential. I didn't think about that one. That's so good. <laughs> they greet and wave, and they also praise and worship. So I just thought that was cool. Like, yeah. thinking about his hands and also our hands, like, how they're so connected, right? Like his hands were pierced, um, and that's what connects him to us. Yeah. The pierced part, his his hands are so, yeah, they're so, I, I'm like leaning away from using the word iconic, you know what I mean? Because it just is not, <laughs> it's not the energy. So I kept trying to think of another word to say, but I couldn't, but they're just his, you know, yeah. and undeniably his and kind of moving into the, the that aspect of his hands and his scars. Okay, it was actually so fitting that we're doing this topic because in class the other day, one of the benefits about being in a Christian university is sometimes they'll 
throw a little quote on the board before class or mid-class. And one of my favorite professors put up this quote. And next to it was a picture of Christ's, it was just his hands and with the nail marks in them. And next to this picture was this quote that I'd, I'd never heard before. It says, God will not look you over for medals, degrees, or diplomas, but for scars. God Mm -hmm. will not look you over for medals, degrees, or diplomas, but for scars. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Like I'd never, I'd never heard that quote before. And I thought it was especially interesting placed next to that picture of Christ's hands. Cause I, I don't think I would have really paired them together if they hadn't been paired together for me. Um, but it just made me start to think about how, how just like Christ's scars are evidence that he prioritized people and sacrifice and doing the right thing, that our scars can be the same. And I'm not, I just want to be so clear. I'm not saying to go hurt yourself to be more holy. That is not what I'm saying. But I think, I think it can offer like a fresh perspective on how to view the scars that you already have. I just kind of want to give you a little example. So one little scar on my transcript, (laughs) there was a semester where on the last day of class, I was pretty burnt out. um, And my teacher did this, different teacher, different semester, did this surprise reading check where we had to submit a percentage of what we'd read. And I had read 0% of this book. Like I was like, I didn't know this was coming. I had read 0%. Like it was an entire book. I had read 0% of it. And my... (laughs) grade was literally teetering between the letter grade and the minus version. And this was the batch of points that was going to determine it. And I, I, I wanted to lie so bad. Like I, <laughs> we've all been there. I was just like, yeah, I really, I really just want to, I was like, well, you know, all the reasoning went through my head and I was like, well, I could just like read it right after class. And yeah. You know, like rounding in the eternal scheme of things, like those seconds are pretty close together. So I basically yeah. read it before, you know what I mean? Just all the, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> but I didn't. And I ended the semester with the minus version. And I remember being frustrated. Um, and like I'm laughing about it now, but I really was kind of annoyed. But then I just had this thought that, whether it was for me or the spirit, either way. But I just had this thought like, hey, either way, this little line is going to be a little scar in my transcript. I can either be frustrated about it Mm. or I can let it be a visual reminder every time I open my transcript that I made the right call when it was really hard. And every time I see it, it can just remind me like that was a painful moment. But in in the heat of the moment, hey, I pulled out okay. Like I... I did the right thing, you know, for every one of those moments, there are 10 moments where I did not make the right call. I just want everyone to know I am not a saint, but that like, it just Mm -hmm. kind of like reframed that for me. And I just kind of wanted to give a couple more examples um, of hypothetical examples for reframing your scars to just make it seem more within reach for anyone listening who feels like they are just covered in scars. When you feel anxiety or depression Maybe it can be a reminder that you have a body and you have a body because you decided to take a leap of faith and follow Christ down to earth. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling super sick because 
of a really hard pregnancy, like that is irrefutable evidence that you love your baby so much that you were willing to suffer. Um, if you keep sinning the same sin over and over again and it hurts, that pain can be evidence of your commitment to Christ against all odds over and over and over again. And I just want to like extend a little invitation to like, if you, whatever is, whatever is making you feel just torn up, what is a way that maybe you could reframe it to make it a little lighter? And just one more time, I am not glamorizing pain. I am not advertising self-harm. But if you're going to have the scars anyway, why not try and cast them in a light that might make their existence a little lighter? Yeah, it's cool because even Jesus's hands have scars in them. Yeah. Like he chose to keep them because that's us in his hands. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that's the reminder to him of how much he loves us. So that's cool. I really like that. Yeah. He set a pretty good example. He did. So I thought it was really interesting looking up in the topical guy, just his hand or not his hands, but just hands specifically and seeing like yeah. where they came up. And it actually led me to. I'm not an English major, so this this is not <laughs> I don't know if this even really counts, but I wrote a poem. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't really know if it is a poem, but it's words <laughs> on a page that I'm going to read. I don't think anyone really knows what's a poem. I think it's pretty <laughs> It's like how so, toilets can be art these days. You just never know. So <laughs> Yeah, so you can decide for yourself if it's a poem or not but just about his hands. So here we go. It was by his hand that the world was created, including you and me. He sent us here. His hands reached out, helping and guiding his people. Then he came, healing, rescuing, serving, holding us in his loving hands placing his hands on our heads, the hands of a carpenter's son, worn and warm. Betrayed by the hand of a friend, he was taken, spit upon. They smote him with the hands he had come to save. Watching, powerless, Pilate washed his hands clean of the king's blood. The king, whose hands had only saved, were pierced, nailed, secured to a cross, eternally connecting his soul with ours. Into thy hands I commend my spirit, were the words with which he left this earth. Then three days he returned, urging his disciples to come to him, to know him, to feel the prince of his love in his feet and hands. That's so good. The part about the carpenter, like, I really am so excited to feel his hands, you know? Yeah. Like, I wonder what his fingerprints look like. Mm-hmm. I wonder... 
I wonder a lot of things and the fact that they're, I don't know. I, I, I'm just like thinking about the carpenter hands and, um, that wasn't me tearing up. I'm still sick. I mean, I can tear up about that though. I really can't <laughs> if I wanted to, but, um, just how carpenters use their hands to take something that was alive, that's now dead and mm. turn it into something beautiful. Yeah. You know, they take dead things and make them worth looking at. And um, so funny that you found a poem because I also found a little poem too. So we'll end with these two little poems. And this one's leans on the carpenter side. Cool. And it says, it's by George Blair. I don't know what it's called, but it says, um... And while I'm reading it, maybe think of something in your life that is dead, that you wish God could transform. It says, O carpenter of Nazareth, this heart that's broken past repair, this life that's shattered nigh to death, oh, can you mend them, carpenter? And by his kind and ready hand, his own sweet life is woven through our broken lives until they stand a new creation all things new. Hmm. I just feel like there's so much to be learned from from studying this topic specifically. Yeah. So I just would encourage everyone to like think about his hand in your life and what that means to you and what you can learn from that. And yeah, it just feels so big that I can't even like give you a a last takeaway because it's like I don't know what you got from that because there's Uh just so much you know there's just so much it just feels like that we I can't do it justice like for some reason this topic just feels so divine I think we throw around the term like God's hand in my life so much yeah I don't ever really like sit and think about you know, was he left-handed? Was he right-handed? Were there blisters? Did How long did those carpenter calluses last? You know, like there's yeah. just something that makes it feel so real when you really think about it. Yeah, there's a lot to it, so. Yeah. Well, we hope you have a great week, you guys, and please don't get sick. I don't know <laughs> what is going around. I'm not happy about it. It's going to be a great week. Y'all are going to do great things, and we'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Yep. Bye. Bye. He was the original um, no body shaming, you know? Yeah. (laughs)